Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, President Joe Biden's reset moment. Will it work? Number two, how things are playing out on the filibuster in the Senate. And number three, House Republicans' big cash haul. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The number one story of the day. Everyone in Washington is going to be following it very closely. President Joe Biden is going to hold his first solo press conference at the White House in almost 10 months. His aides are describing it as a quote unquote reset moment. Boy, does he need one. Well, he needs one because he's at 40% approval ratings. His legislative agenda is stalled. He's got COVID resurgent. Markets are shaky. Inflation's up. You know, all of those things, right? So, uh, <laughs> no, no shortage of things to talk about. That's for right. sure. Right. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, you know, I said this on TV yesterday, and I, I think it's, I think it's true. I mean, I, you know, God, Anna, you and I have been covering this for a long time, and. Um, Whenever politicians get in trouble, what do they do? They blame the message. (laughs) I mean, and I get it. I get that there might be a messaging problem, but there's not only a messaging problem. I mean, the administration has a bunch of, you know, a bunch of um, uh, real problems on its hand. And I understand the impulse. And I, I think it's totally fair to say, listen, we've had successes Here's what's going on in the world. Here's what's going on in my administration. All of those things. I get. I get that. I get that impulse. I get that. I get that whole thing. Yeah. All totally. that said, it's not the totality of his problems, and um, uh, we're gonna see again tonight, kind of this intra-party Democratic war break out in full force on Capitol Hill. Uh, a, a, a war that they're having by choice. This we Remember that phrase? This is a war of choice. Uh, uh, this is not a war of necessity politically. Now, oppo- proponents, people who are for this voting rights legislation, say it is a war of necessity, that voting rights is under assault across the country and they have to give it a try and they have to... Um, they have to uh, 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 smoke Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema out, but that's kind of where we are here. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that's hard for this to be this "quote unquote" reset moment is it's not as if he has something that's going to, you know, has that magic wand that waves all of these problems and fixes them, right? Like you can talk about them, he can go and speak forcefully uh, about what he believes, but. When you look at where Democrats are, it's not going to change anything, right? It doesn't change anything in terms of COVID. It doesn't change anything probably in terms of the market. It doesn't change anything in terms of all of a sudden the Build Back Better Act being coming dislodged, right, and 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 passing. So that is what I think is actually going to be the hardest thing is what changes before 4 p.m. when he speaks and after 4 p.m.? All right, that leads us to our number two story uh, quite quickly on what is the future of the filibuster and Democrats' new kind of uh, political gambit here that Senator Chuck Schumer has laid out. Yeah, so what the Senate is trying to do today is they're going to have voting rights on the floor. It's being filibustered by Republicans. Um, and uh, when they when when they hold what we call a cloture vote to cut off debate tonight at around 6 p.m., that's going to fail with 50 votes. At that point, Schumer's going to move to change the Senate rules uh, to create a carve out for voting rights. What he's going to try to do is say, listen, you can 
speak. You can filibuster in person for as long as you'd like to um, to end that filibuster proactively. If the leadership wants to end it proactively, it would require 60 votes to do so. Otherwise, it would run its course. People would be able to only speak twice, and then they would move to final passage at 51 votes. Now, interesting middle ground, but Manchin's against it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not much of an interesting middle ground. Manchin said he doesn't care. He's willing to have a primary challenge. Our, our um, very good colleague, Christian Hall, got some good questions in yesterday. I will say he was very, he was on the money. He was, he was really driving the conversation yesterday on Capitol Hill when he asked Joe Manchin straight up, are you okay with getting primary here for this? And he said, bring it on. He said, I've been primaried my whole life. And then Christian, I don't remember the sequence of this, but Christian also asked Bernie Sanders if he would support a primary uh, for 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 uh, Manchin. And he said, yeah, he'd consider it and cinema. So, um, you know, this is a. Uh, uh, it's an interesting moment. Um, it's an interesting moment for for. Schumer, who's going to lose this vote, but he sees this as a policy imperative, Anna. He sees the country as being under assault, absolutely under assault. And um, and uh, uh, if if that if that happen if if there is a um, if people block it, he says they'll go down in history. This is what he told us last night at a at a news conference. People he will go down and people will go down in history as you know. Um, uh, you know, as as blocking this major what he calls what they call civil rights legislation. So interesting moment for the Senate. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think the couple couple interesting points you make, and I just I, I think it's important. Like Schumer might be able to say, yeah, twenty years from now, these people are going to be viewed in, in in poor light, and you know, this was this existential crisis that a lot of Democrats feel like like they are in right now. But where does it actually leave them? tonight right i mean th this is the biggest problem for democrats and this you know kind of going back to the reset moment that they they all need is it's another embarrassing setback uh they spent two weeks on this they've gotten nowhere um you know maybe he's gotten a little bit more creative in the the carve out and you know kind of what what he wanted to get done which um you know the vast majority of democrats in the senate agree to but you know, where do they turn to next? It's not as if they have a lot of other momentum happening on, you know, the Build Back Better or on abortion rights or on the vast majority of other things, USICA, things that, you know, we had thought maybe they would try to actually get done here in the first quarter of this year. They haven't been able to. And when you look at it, it's instead of turning their fire on Republicans, 10 months before an election, a midterm election where you have Democrats you know, retiring in the House in mass, um, you know, they're they're just kind of in a circular firing squad at this point. They are. Um, and not 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 ideal, uh, <laughs> especially with inflation, with with the the stiff political wins against Democrats, et cetera. And it's just it's just not a great place to be. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. House GOP outside group breaks fundraising record. The Congressional Leadership Fund and American Action Network, the related House Republican outside groups, are reporting raising $110 million in 2021, a massive haul that is yet another sign of how bullish GOP donors are on the House flipping this November. 
pretty eye-popping. Yeah, pretty big numbers uh, from CLF and AAN, the related uh, outside groups um, for House Republicans. CLF's the super PAC, AAN's the nonprofit. We don't need to get into the the um, the difference in what they could do, but basically AAN is not a political group. It's a center-right nonprofit. CLF can run ads. It's a political group. It's it's fundraiser. It's fund. It's um, uh, donors are disclosed, et cetera, et cetera. McC- There's a big thing for House House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy. Um, McCarthy is the workhorse, the um, uh, pedal to the metal CLF fundraiser. He can't ask for the big checks. That that falls to uh, Dan Constant, the head of the two groups, who could ask for any amount of money. McCarthy can only ask for up to the limit. Uh, the the federal limit here, which is five thousand something dollars, it changes every it changes frequently every cycle or every, almost every cycle, and um, uh, you know it's it's a couple things, Anna. It is the confidence Republicans will take the majority. It is the um, it is the uh, uh, confidence in McCarthy as 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 House Speaker. And it represents just how much the uh, administration, how much donors believe that Republicans are in a great political spot and they're worth the they're worth the investment. I think the other thing that's just so interesting on this is, you know, there was a lot of noise made about kind of after January 6th of, well, where who was going to give to Republicans in the House? But, you know, of the you know, they so many companies said they were making a stand not to give to in- the individual Republicans uh, who, d- who voted against certifying the election. But. Certainly, where they, they when they need the money, Republicans are going to have it. No, no doubt about it. Whether it's to the individual lawmaker, but certainly to outside groups like this, they're not. You know, big donors aren't shying away from supporting House Republicans who are still extremely close to Donald Trump. Um, and I, I think that is kind of the, the the meta, I guess you know, kind of point, which is they're going to have plenty of money going into this cycle. Yeah, uh, and remember, this is a this is money that will can and absolutely will be spent in in 2022, um, and uh, uh, you know it'll be spent throughout the cycle. It'll be spent on talking about Democrats' policies. It'll be talked about why Republicans should take the should take the majority. Every conceivable message you will hear. <laughs> All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.